0: Okay, the last year, we spoke about toveling in a river, different kinds of rivers, the synonym of a mayon, and digging a mikvah next to a river next to a uh, Mayan. Today I'm going to speak about two topics. First topic I'm going to speak about is seas and lakes and the second topic if I have time is about a mikveh which is in the hands of a goy in shorts. so we have the Tur and the Shulchan Aruch they write that Kol hayam Im yesh lahem din mayon all the seas have the same have a din of a mayon to be metahar in Zchile, so that you could, could title on them even when they are moving, they don't have to be in one location. Where does this come from? So this, there's a Mishnah, which is also here in Maseches Miklois and Perikhe Mishnah Dalit, and also in Maseches Poro Perikhes Mishnah Ches. Over here in Mikvot, the Rosh and the Rash and the Rambam don't explain it, they explain they all send you to um, para. And I gave you a copy. And the first thing in this, in this uh, booklet is the Mishnai's Mesech Over there, there's a Machlag over here in Mesech's Mekwas and Mesech's there's a Machlagus of Meir, Rabbi Huda, and Rabbi Or it seems like a Machlagus. The Meir holds all the seas are considered like a mikveh. That means they are considered completely like. Make and not like a Mayan. Why? And therefore, you can't go into them with a Zeichlin, you need Memsa. Oh, makes no difference which kind of sea, because the title, when it created, when it discusses the creation of the world, Hashem created created the water, it says mm-hmm. the place where the where the water collected Mikve, mm-hmm. he called seas. So that includes all the seas in the world. Rabbi Yehuda says no all the all the seas are like a Mayan, except for Yamagodo because Yamagodo that's the one the Torah calls it mikvim why is it called mikvim because it has a lot of all the other seas are connected to it that's one of the one of the reasons for it and Avice comes and says all this all the seas which means both the Yamagodl and the Shari Yamim that Rabbi Yossi mentioned are Metar bezeichlin. They are; they have the same dunas as the Mayan when it comes to their mitigotayvul when it when it's moving. However, it doesn't count for Ma'inchaim, and therefore anything which needs Mayim Chaim, like a zov, is not is not uh, is not. You can't use it. In the Rambam, the Rambam over there on the on the Mishnah explains the shit of Rabbi Yossi. And when he says kol hayamim are that excludes the Yamagodal also. Then he says kol hayamim all the seas are metar bezoichlin, but the Yamagodal is a different status. The Rambam doesn't explain exactly what it is, and the halacha is like Rabbi Yaisi. That's what the Rambam writes in Piri Shemishnayis, and that's mm-hmm. how it's in the Rambam and in the Tur. Kol hayamim yamim that is like a shitta of, of Rabbi Yaisi. Because doesn't say that they're mikven, doesn't say that they're ma'yan. Says kolayamim habezaychlin. It's the same words as Rabi Yis. <coughs> the Rambam in his in uh, the in oh. in the sefer of the Rambam it writes also kolayamim matanim bezaychlin, upsulim uzavim, mitzayroim, or kashvim meichatos. So the three things that need ma'ichaim, which is zavim, Zov mitzayra, and and meichatos. He doesn't mention this difference between Yama Godel that he mentions in Pirush Mishnayis. Pirush Mishnayis, he says, according to Rabbi the Yama Godel has a different status than the rest of the seas. Yama Godel is not even like the Kola Yamim. Kola Yamim. that's accepted. The Yama Godel, are this half Mayan, half uh, half mikveh status. But in the Rambam himself, he doesn't he doesn't uh, he doesn't mention the Beseez. Right away asks on this, he says why. He's not mentioning it in one place. What is, does it mean that he changed his mind? Like, what, what exactly happened over here? And the Biseesu over here explains, and also in Kassif Mishnah on the Rambam also explains the same idea. It says, really, according to the Rabbi okay, the way the Rambam understands Rabbi all the seas, including Yamagodal, are all considered kosher for Tvilas Temei. Whether it is Bash Biden, whether it's in one place or it's in Zaichlin. But for the three things which is uh, zav Zov and Mechatos, which needs Mayim Chaim, then Yamagodo is not kosher whether it is Bash Biden or Zeichlin. And is kosher bash biden, but not in Zeichlen. So that is the difference according to the Yissohn. He says that way. He says in the Mishnah, in the Mishnah, where he explains it at length, he mentions it. in the Rambam, it's not, uh, it's, it's not so, it's not so relevant. He explains. He just gives a, uh, a general. Uh, he gives it more in general. The Bais brings one more question, another question towards the end on the on the Rambam question is, how do Sha'ar yamim, the rest of the seas, how, even according to the, the way that Rambam explains Rabbi Yaisi, for Ezov, and for, for Mitzvah, and for Mechatos, Sha'ar yamim, the other seas, because Rabbi Yassi, the Sha'ar yamim, except for the Yamagodl, are kosher when they're bayrim, when they're in one place. Not the zaychlim, but they're kosher even for Mechatos and for... Uh, and for, um, and, for Zov and for and for zav, and for and for because the next mishnah in the next mishnah in Massecha's part it says mishnah Tess hamayim hamukim psulim water which is which causes damage is possible for me even if it's what's uh, my mukim hamluchim salty water salty water makes is not is not good for for Zov and for Mitzayim, for all these things. And the Ramam right away explains that, well, first of all, Muki means that it causes damage. And what uh, trying, the Mishnah is telling you over here is that even if it flows like a Mayan, it comes from the earth, if it's salty, then it's a problem. It doesn't count for, you can't use it for mechatas and for Mitzayim, it doesn't count as Mayim Chayim. So the Bishayim asks on the Ramam, he says... The Mishnah says that Meluchim, that the Mukim is possible, which means salty water. And we must say that what it means, salty water, it means salty water, which is similar to to the Yamagadu. Why? Because the Bess understands that the, the Sha'ariyamim are seas, which are similar to, if they're called Sha'ariyamim, other seas, they're similar to the seas, which are mentioned in... In, uh, in the mission to the Yamagodla, the Yamagodla is salty. The other seas are also salty. Everybody knows that one of the main differences between a sea and a, and a river and a spring is the amount of salt that's in the water. A sea is usually saltier, has a higher salt concentration than a spring or a river. So he answers, if so, he says, What's the, wh- wh- what is the he saying? How, how could Sha'al be cautioned? So he answers that when the Mishnah says Mayim mukim," that is possible, it's not referring to any salt water. It refers to sweet water, which went over the earth and became salty. But any salty water, which is so from the creation of the world, like a sea or like smaller seas of Shaiyamim, are all considered, and they are Mayayam, they're Kosher, Bash That's the Shita of the Beshyesif and the Rambam. And you have the letter. Similar, which uh, which asks on him, and you have also the Chibul Tahada asks on him, and uh, there's other opinions. I'm not. I, I didn't print them out. I'm not getting into it right now. And they all take it that the uh, that uh, what the Bais of status is not uh, is not accepted. Rather, the Rambam's Bam is that the Yama godel is not even for a because naturally speaking, the Yam HaGodl is not Zeichon. The Yam HaGodl does not move. It's not a moving, moves within itself. or It's not a moving body of water. And that's why the Rambam does not hold, the, the, the Rambam holds that Yam is not Mitaher in Zeichon, even for, for regular Tome. <coughs> now, why is it that uh, the way we pass in the halacha, is that kol hayamim, all the seas, whether it's yam, a Yamagodol, or it's a shayamim, armitar v'zoichlen. Ar- the halacha is the armitar v'zoichlen. The armitar when they move. Why are the mitar when they move? They're not a Mayan. because we say, they're not the same thing as a Mayan. So why the Matar? So the, the sugi and Gemara is in Shabbos, Kuftes HaModalaf brings the same Mishnah that we have in Parah and in the Kvoss. It's also in your booklet, Shabbos Kuftes towards the bottom of the page. And you have there Rashi and Taisos, two opinions, why, why a sea is considered Zaychol. Rashi explains the sea is Zaychol because we know all the rivers ultimately flow into the sea, and when they flow into the sea, they flow over the sea. And it's zeichel. So the, the nature of the sea, the sea right now has Zeichelin in it, has a Zeichelin. But since the sea has this nature, that it has rivers flowing into it, it becomes Zeichelin. Since the nature is Zeichelin, so it's metar Zeichelin. Just like a mind's nature is Zeichelin, so it's metar zeichelin. But they're not Mayim Chai. Yeah. And because the Torah defined it as a mikvah. The Torah defined the sea as a mikveh, and therefore it's not considered Mayim chayim on the same same page in Torah the revolver the there says, no, different explanation. Being that the nature of the water is to move within itself, so it's kosher because that's the nature of the water. He doesn't say anything about the rivers flowing into it. He says, "You look at the sea. You see the sea is moving. Is moving the whole time." So, huh? Megsham moves, but really doesn't move. Make shaman falls and falls. It lands and it stops. Huh? What? If it's moving, because the nature of Megsham is to fall and, and and land in one place and stay there and collector it's not something which the nature of it is when it's under earth is to move water always moves wherever it is if it's open but make shalomim they fall and they stop uh? yeah. he says the reason the river says the reason is because the actual sea moves in the Rashi says, Ah, because that's the dark of the necholim to move. Yeah, the, 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 the rivers are zeichlim. The rivers are that flow into it. Since that's their way, b'meila, that's that's why when it goes into the sea, it becomes the same. The sea has the same gedul as the as the rivers. There is a question on Rashi. There's a question on Taisus. There's a question on Rashi. Rashi is what well, a Semach tzedek. tzedek? has a question on Rashi. Right in the beginning of Chidushim on this Mishnah. That's the next thing that I put in the booklet. It's Chidushim on Mikrois, perikei, Mishnah Dal. That's the Mishnah we're learning now. So Tzedek asks a question on Rashi. He says the way Rashi understands it is that the reason why the sea is considered zaychlin is because it has rivers that are zeichlen to it. So if so, if you say the whole reason why a sea is metahir is only because it has rivers that are flowing into it and those rivers are zaychlin. So, if you say that there's more rivers than sea, and therefore, it's called Zeichlim because there's more rivers. The the majority of the water of the sea is rivers, and that's why it's called Zeichlim because it overpowers it. So therefore, you have a problem because we know that teveling in rivers you can't do in Zeichlim, at least according to the Shittas no. of and uh, and uh, and Shmuel and definitely uh, We don't tevel in rivers if, because it might be Rabu and noitfim al during rainy seasons. So if the majority of the, if the reason why Zeichlin is because the sea has rivers going onto it, then that makes the sea a problem for Zeichelin. It doesn't solve you anything. Yes, that's the nature, and that creates for you a problem, because now it's Zeichelin like a river, because the river went into it, so it's a be be not kosher for Teichelin in like a river. I mean, we're not saying that the sea is the river, saying against it. Why? Well, why would you get the tab of Zechlin if it's only a small minority? When you have three drops of, of rainwater falling onto a river, it doesn't become rainwater, the whole river. It's only Rabu. You want to change the status of something, it's got to have a majority. And if you take it the other way around, if you still have more more um, if if you have more seawater than than rivers. And and the seawater by nature does not move. Then why does a little bit of rivers that move make the whole sea? So Tzimach Tzedek takes. He says, "No, we have to take the shit of Taisris, not the shit of Rashi." Or maybe he combines the two shit, I'm not exactly clear if the way he writes it, either he adds Taisus on top of Rashi. That that uh, means the shit of the river and Taisus. That um, the nature of the sea by itself is that it moves around. Therefore, the majority of the of the sea moves, anyways, and uh, it's metal and it's metal because that's what it is. And a little bit of, of of rivers that flow into it is bubble. it's not a problem. The tzemach tzaddik then goes into asking, "Could you save such a? Could you you can't say such a thing according to Rash. Uh-huh. We'll get to it soon. So that's why I'm bringing a mention because there is a a uh, a discussion over there. That uh, goes weiter into a whole discussion about could we say this uh, the opinion of Rashi? And I think could we say he says he, he says could we say attached shit of Taisus to the shit of Rashi? He explains why we can't. I'm not going to actually go into it right now and uh, and that's 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 the explanation that makes the, that's the first from uh, there's a whole I printed for you the whole paragraph over there that's the question on rashi and then there's a question on Tarus why is it that the sea which moves back and forth is considered Ze according to Taiswis he explains that the sea moves back and forth ultimately the sea is moving back and forth within itself it's not going out of the sea yes once in a while you have the waves and but they all roll back into the sea so we know you're going to learn at some point point in the, uh, that the schiller within a micro when the micro itself is moving within its own uh within its own holes its own box it's, not, it's still considered Ashbaiden. So the fact that the sea is moving within itself is considered as It doesn't make it Zechlin. So why is it suddenly So we have there is a tshuva from the Tzemach that we saw already in the last year but we didn't focus on this part of the Tzemach Tzedek. Tshuva Kuf Samaches about someone who digs next to a River, what's the din of digging next to a river? And over there, <coughs> he he brings. And I, I, I point out in the in the first page. It's it's, it's in, in, he over there he brings the the He says according to Teisrus, he says that. The yam is retired in zeichlem. It says, it says, it says uh, when you dig a hole next to a sea, now that sea fills up with seawater. I mean, that hole next to the sea fills up with seawater. So right now when it moves to this hole next to the sea, that water is no longer zeichlem. So right now it's in a hole, it's in one place, that's, and that's the nature of it. And their nature right now in the hole next to the sea is Heshboidin. It's not Zaychalen. Therefore, the only of Because we know digging, uh, that's the uh, Choyfer B'Tzad or B'Tzad HaNor. It's not M'Tal If you dig a hole next to a river, next to a sea, it's not M'Tal if it moves. It's if it moves. Only when you dig a hole next to a Mayan. Then it keeps the same status of a Mayan. But digging next to a sea doesn't keep the same status as a sea. Why? Because the seawater, yes, it's kosher b'zaychlin. But when it moves to a new location, it's only kosher b'ashb'ayden. Why is that? So you could simply explain it, that yes, it's true. When the water is in the sea, it is considered as It is considered like a closed mikvah. Really, a sea is not a is not a moving. It moves, but it's all within one place. All the seas are connected. Uh, most of them. We'll explain later exactly the nature part of it. And they uh, and uh, they will go out of the sea if they have if they have an opportunity to do so. For for example, someone digs a hole next to the sea, so you give the opportunity to the sea to fill up a hole next to it. So it did a schilat to there. So it has the potential for schilat. Sometimes you have a you have a, a, a tsunami which, overflow, which also flows over and it leaves water behind. So the water is zeichal outside if there is a if there is a way for the water. The water is zeichal inside the sea, and if it has a way to get out, it will get out and it will and become a. That huh? would the only situation that it would be close to the, to the sea. it would be like on the It's not close, yeah. It's not gonna go there. It's not gonna go there. No. no so only the cost there's a limit where there's a limit to the schilla the but there is a schiller. A, there is a potential of huh uh, only if you fill it up it, it doesn't no only if you fill it up you add water to it a sitting body of water is not going to overflow you break the wall yeah if the walls around it break but the sea of the, the sea, the, the, the it, it, part of the nature of the sea is that the levels go up and the levels go down. It has waves and the waves shoot out and the waves come back. So it's part of the nature of the sea that has a, some element of schila to it, even though it's mostly within itself. So it's partially zaychol, partially not. It's partially like a Mayan. A Mayan, it, all nature is schilla. That means there's a hole in the ground and the only thing that it does is water coming out of it, coming and flowing. Coming and flying out, so it's it's myim chayim and Zeichel goes out. He, a, a so a sea when it comes to a sea, it's half like a mile and half like a like a like a mikveh. So when it's still when the skill is still connected to the sea, like the gal, like the wave that jumps over, then it's k'machshir b'zeichul, because that's the nature of the sea. Still so k'machshir Once it's so once it lands, it's no longer, it's no longer considered zeichlen. it has, it goes, it goes to a category of Ashbayrin, it's only kosher when it's in one location. So that wave that goes over? That's the wave oh. that goes over, yeah. If it's still, if the wave is connected, if the wave is still connected, it's Makashe oh. Bezeichelin, But it's, it's separate. But everything else now, you could say the whole is now. Because yam by nature, Zeichelin, so it's called Makashe Bezeichelin, that's why it's a lot of flow. Because it's a lot it's a lot of fall Yeah, the same thing is the true from the regarding Agunas. It's a long tshuva, but within it, that's in, that's the next tshuva. Evan Ezer Simon Samaches That uh, he says the reason why Yam is called Zeichlin is because of these waves that separate from the sea and go elsewhere. That's the schiller because within the body of the within the body of the sea, the fact that it moves back and forth will not make it into zeichlen. The fact that it's zeichlen is because the water could go out of the sea like this, this uh, gal. Because in the tzimhasha, it says clearly, "Hayam <laughs> The sea by itself is considered an <laughs> And, what's, and why is it to have a category of Zerchel? Because it's galim, because of the waves that come out of it. So you have waves that come out of the sea, and some of them separate, and they land in other places. If it crashes onto a wall, and it goes up, and it lands somewhere else, it doesn't go back. Zemach Tzedek, when Chidushim combines, he starts with Rashi and he asks questions, and rashi asks questions and the also. Further, yeah. Now that is in short the the main shit that I wanted to talk about. What is the Yamagod? Say the Yamagodla, we know in the uh, the words Yamagodla are mentioned in Taylor. What is the or What is Shariyamim? The person that makes a difference to the God and Shariyamim is is the second shit in the Mishnah. We pass on a kol hayyamim, um, uh, But ultimately, the fact that Rabbi had to say cola yamim means he's including Yamagodl and Sha'ar Yamim. And we have to know, once we know what Yamagodl is, we'll try to figure out what Sha'ar Yamim is. So what is Yamagodl? Is there not... is there... What? Yamagodl sure. I mean, uh, if there's a difference, uh, once we know, if we know what something is, what is considered Sha'ar Yamim. Then just then it becomes the same thing as Yamagodl. Once is, you know which seas considered Chayyamim, it, Kol ha-yam, Yeah, Kol ha-yam means means the Yamagodl and the Chayyamim, excluding rivers and and, and springs. So you don't know what's the ocean exactly. So that's what we're gonna go through now. Because so you have to know what a Yam is. What's he? You- no, you have to know what a Yam is. So yama gadol, like this in Teyre when it says yama gadol it says about the borders of Eretz Yisroel, refers to the Mediterranean Sea, the sea that's right outside Eretz That's the yama Godel. When you look in Tayre, yama Godel refers to the sea right outside Eretz not to the whole ocean. But everybody holds that the yama, Godel, almost everybody holds that the yama Godel refers to. The oceans, all the oceans. How do we see that? You have in Airachayim, there's a tur, there's a besyasef, regarding the bracha that you say when you see the Yamagodl. The besyasef over there brings the Rosh, that Yamagodl refers to the oceans. But not, the Rosh says, the person asked over there the, the by the Rosh, whether you say the Brache of the Yam HaGodl on the sea that goes to Eretz Yisro and the, Yama, and, the and the ocean. And the Rosh says you say it on the ocean. So no, Yam Ha-Godl is the ocean. Maybe, according to the Rosh, it's not the sea that goes to Eretz Yisro, which is the Mediterranean. Yam Mogna Mogen Avram, also in the same uh, simon in... Regarding the broch of Yamagodl, he brings the Divri Chamudos, which says that you make the broch only on the ocean. He brings the Rosh, that you make it only on the oceans, Yama Godel, and other shittus. Then he ends with the Sefer Truma says that the Yamagodl is the one that's the one who goes the river, the ocean that goes around England. And uh, we know that that's the ocean. The Atlantic Ocean is the one that goes around England. So that's the ocean. Referring to, we know it's it's the oceans. There are... Ah, uh, yeah. So there are five oceans, and all connected to each other. All right. So all these oceans are considered the Yamagodou. Huh? That's the question about the Mediterranean. You have three big seas that are well connected to each other. They all start... When, if you look from the top of the world, you'll see it looks like... Like the Arctic, like the Arctic Ocean splits into 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 the different oceans. If you look from the bottom, from the Southern Ocean, it also looks like it splits into into different uh, into different oceans. You have the main ones, Atlantic. There's five oceans: one in the North, which is the Arctic, one in the South, and you have Atlantic, which is between America and Europe and Africa, and then you have the Pacific, which is the one between America and Australia going the other way, and then you have the Indian Ocean between Africa and Australia. What about like the Baltic Sea? We had all that um, there are, can you sum up, huh? Can you sum up the, just that again? Oh, everybody says that uh, the ocean is the, the Yamagodl. Uh, what? what to the okay, so everyone, all uh, the ocean, the Yamagodl is the ocean. That's for sure. The question is, if anything else is also Yamagodl or Sha'ari Yamim? What is the rest of the? Oh, the that seems like they all they all are the Yamagodl is the ocean. But that's strange. Hey, yeah. What yeah, the Torah calls the Yam Hagodl, the Mediterranean Yam and we're going to get to why it's the Torah calls it Yam There are two other o- two other seas which are connected to the oceans, but very, through a very small entry. One is the Mediterranean Sea, which is the one next to to Saul, and that connects to the Atlantic Ocean next by Spain, through a very narrow area. So it's really a closed ocean, a closed sea, which is connected through a narrow path to the ocean. And to the Mediterranean, you have another two small ones that are connected to it in Turkey. Then you have the Baltic Sea. The Baltic Sea is in northern Europe, which is connected by Denmark also with a small... The narrow canal into the atlantic so you have five oceans the Yamagodal. you have two seas which are connected to the Yamagodal, aside for all the rivers that flow into the in, into the ocean saying is salty seas is only two which are big ones which are connected to the oceans and then you have Caspian Sea, which is a really a lake in Europe, which is completely surrounded by Earth, is not connected to any body of, it's not connected to any ocean. And you have similar, also big lakes. Some of them are sweet, some of them are, are salty, which are completely surrounded by Earth, not connected to any oceans. So we know what the Yamagodil is. We don't know what Sha'ar is. Because when you look at the lake or at something which is first of all what the Gedid of, of the yamim is, if is, when you look at the body of water, you have to know, is it a Nahar? Is it a Mayan? Or is it a Yam? The din is different in each one of them. You go to that place, wow. you have to know what the din is. But you look at a lake. You know, let's take, America has a lot of big lakes. Five great lakes. You when you look at these lakes, naturally speaking, it's essentially rivers which expand in the middle and become a big, wide river, and then they shrink back and become a smaller river. Because you have these five big lakes. Let's say the first one is Lake Superior, and that has a lot of small rivers going into it, and, it has, and then it has a river flowing out of it. Then you have... Lake Michigan, Lake Huron, also, they, each one of them has rivers flowing into it and rivers flowing out of it. And then you have Lake Erie, which receives from a river and goes out with a, with the river to the Niagara Falls. And then from there falls the Lake Ontario, and from there goes to the ocean. So it's just rivers combined, become a bigger river, shrink again, become a – they call it a lake, but it's just a river which has – which is wide at some places, narrow at other places. There's a lot of rain in that area. And it has a massive schilla. Each lake has a massive schilla from, from both ends. This water going into it, which is not a, it doesn't make that a schilla, but it has water going out of it. The water flowing out to the Niagara River is a massive schilla. Tens of thousands of gallons of water going out. Consider, huh? consider going out. It's flowing out not staying in one place. It's flowing to the next place and to the next place until it ends up in the ocean. It doesn't stay in one place. Huh? Level legs don't go because it's, it's relatively steady. Yeah. So the question is, if it's in Nahar, is it a river? <laughs> then it depends whether it's winter or not. Is it a Mayan? Maybe it's spring-fed. I didn't check under them. Or maybe it's a sharyam because it's so big right in the middle of it. It's a sharyam. Maybe it's a sharyam, which is metalbaze, regardless of its where it comes from. Maybe it's a sharyam because we know that the, the sea is considered Zoichlin according to the because rivers flow into it. So maybe this Lake Superior is also rivers flowing into it. Maybe it should also be a, a, a sharyam which we metaboze. Well What is that Kinarat is called Yam Kineret. Kinerat is called Yam Kineret in Torah. It's also a river. It's a river which starts from three rivers and, uh, and those uh, from, the, from the Golan Heights and mostly it's, it's uh, melting snow and rain flowing into there. And then it falls into the, those three rivers from the Hermon, from the mountains of the Golan, fall into the Inhara Yarden, what they call today. And it falls into the Kinetit. And from the Kinetic, it flows back out the river. So you have an entrance and an exit from it. And it's still called, it's still called a Yam in Taita. Yam Kinetit. Uh? Could be it's considered a Yam. Shari Yam is Could be it's not. The Kinetic has a different status because it has Be'edah Shomirium. It's, it's the Yardin, has most of its origins in Syria, not Lebanon. And uh, kind of yeah, part of the Golan Heights is Syria. Well, the snow, in Syria. There's there's snow there's 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 on there's top there's of the there's mountains. There's the whole, all the Golan, the, the Golan Mountains are full of snow. They melt, there's rain, they melts and it flows down the rivers. So three rivers. Ah, uh, so that's but the, the the kinetic has a Be'erosh shel on the bottom, inside of it, and therefore might be considered a different status. So we have to know where are these these Sha'ar yamim that are included in Kola yamim. And then once we know what Sha'ar yamim is, then we'll know whether these, whether the Great Lakes are considered a yam, whether Connecticut is considered a yam, whether the oceans, whether the Mediterranean, which is mostly closed, but it's connected to the ocean, maybe that's Sha'ar yamim. All right, so... There are pretty much three ways of taking, of looking at what Shariyamim is. The first one is you have oceans, and then you have seas which are connected to the oceans, but they are not open to the oceans. They're, they're connected very narrowly, have like a like a hashoka to the ocean, like the Mediterranean, which is next to that It's it's ninety nine percent surrounded by Earth. And it has a, it has a connection to the to the so maybe that's Shariyamim, because it's connected. It's a sharyam, It's like the Yam. It's connected to it. That's one way of looking at it. Only those are considered Shariyamim. But and, uh how big would it be? Like say, Chesapeake Bay attached to that, land is that uh, would that be too? It's a big water river. To that. That, But that comes from a river flowing out, or Go flows in. From the ocean, so that's connected to the ocean, yeah. Okay, so so that's so maybe that's considered a shar yamim, maybe not. So that's one way of looking at it, the shar yamim is only the uh, only the seas which are connected to oceans, but they're not part of the oceans. That's one yeah, that's what the source of the water is, if it's the rivers or not. Like what's the source of these yamim? Which yamim? Well, we're saying, let's say Mediterranean, it comes from the ocean. It comes from the other side. Oh, okay. it's salty water. Comes from the ocean or wherever, because Baruch built the world and put salty water in a lot of places. But the correct order, we have to say it. we have to make sure that it doesn't have a source of nard, right? If we say Sh'ar Yamin, yeah. no. If we say Sh'ar Yamim has a din of zeichel. It's done. It's like the Yamagod. It's like, the, Yama it's like the, the ocean. The ocean also has the rivers go flowing into it. We don't have we don't an issue get with a it. From, from no, it doesn't get possible. It becomes bottom. Becomes water. So what's the definition of the size? The have to a specific size to be considered. Yam. Any lake, because it's a Yam part of the. Ship? The first shit is it's not lakes. No lakes. Only these seas which are connected to the ocean. That's one way of looking at it. I'm giving you three ways of looking at it. Every lake is a sea then. No, it's not. Well, why not? Because the lakes don't get fed from the ocean; they're feeding the ocean. Oh, so it has to get fed. From yeah. Saying it's a part of the ocean. If it's spilling into the ocean, it's not connected to the ocean. It's connected, but it's only one-way connection. Sh'ar yamim, that's one. And the second way of looking at Sha'ar yamim is to say that it's... that anything which is connected to the ocean and gets fed from the ocean is considered the uh, ocean, considered the Yamagodl. And the ones that are not connected to the ocean... But are like the Yam Kineret, which is called the Yam. Those are considered Sh'ar Yamin. That's the second way of looking at it. Any huh? big lakes, big lakes which are like Yam Kinneret. Kinneret is a lake which gets, which is a river which expanded in the middle. So just like Yam Kineret, maybe there are other lakes also. What would be the gather of, of Sh'ar Yamin? The gather of Sh'ar Yamin would be a big body of water that's not connected to the ocean. Even if it's coming from a river and going into another river, it's just a big body of water. It's a sea. It's an inland sea. The ocean is also connected; has water coming in from rivers and flowing out to other places. uh, With bounces out uh, in some places, it doesn't flow out into other rivers, but there is water going into it. What? I don't know how wide it would be considered a lake. Ah? Uh-huh. Also, maybe it's moving less, and you don't see you don't see it uh, bouncing around as much. There are waves even in the in lakes, but it's not the same strong as a as a, as a river. It doesn't flow. I don't know what the shear is. Or you could say that anything except outside the oceans, whether it's the big lakes or it's the seas connected to it, are considered the Sha'ariyame. Now let's look through the, a few of the shittas that are, that are important yeah, well, for this. Ah, well, huh? well. thing is, you could say that both sides side the seas, they combine the previous two, all of the above. But that one, there's, no, there's no, uh, no marker for that. Now, the Rosh... The Rosh in that we brought originally in the tour, the tour in Beis Yosef that we say about the bracha that you make on seeing the Yamagodol. So over there, the Rosh, the Beis Yosef brings a Rosh over there in Reish That it seems like there's a difference between the Yam Shai Horechim Eretz the sea that you use to travel to Eretz Yisrael, which is the Mediterranean, and the Yam and the and the ocean, which is in the, the Yamagod. So maybe the it would seem that based on the Rosh, Yama God loves the oceans, and the seas which are connected to those oceans are considered <laughs> Sha'ar yamim. Also from the of himself in here in Mikvas, where he says that Sha'ar Yamim refers to sal- other salty bodies of water. He says the definition of salty. Remember when we spoke in the beginning of the Shire, B'Shyesus says that that Mayimukim, mukim. He asked the question: How could we say may maychatos from my mukim from salty water? And he says it's only salt or sweet water which became salty, but naturally occurring salty water still considered like like it's still considered kosher. So the only, pretty much the only uh, seas which you have connected, which are salty. And they were created salty is seas which are connected to the oceans. And another two, three, around, two, three big ones around the world. You have this one in Europe, one in America, and that's a, and a small one. Huh? I saying, is this one, I said one in Europe, one in America, and one in so... probably a few more, but those are the salty bodies of water. Yeah, so that's, you could say that that the ocean is the one that's Yama Godel, and other ones are considered, Shayam, whether, according to the Rosh, you could say only the ones that are connected to the, to the ocean, or maybe the ones that are not connected to the ocean are also... Yama ah, is the end, is Merach is one. Ah? ah, doesn't move. No skill. It doesn't go out. Rabbeinu no. Yoina in Brach. I said this, there are salty bodies of water which are not connected to the ocean. Okay. According to the BCS, it would seem those are considered the Shariyamim. Not according to No. According to the way the BCS understands the Rambam, he says that, the, uh, that salty waters are the ones that are That's considered Shariyamim. Huh? Pretty much, yeah. So the deciding factor is the salty waters which are not which are naturally salty, which are not in the oceans, because the ocean is the Yama Shari Yam is the other bodies. Rabbeinu Yayina, which is brought in the same base Yosef, which I which I in Hilchas in, in, in Hilchisbrach. He seems to imply, he says that what's considered Shah he says. Uh, it says which are the ones that you they are not considered. Yamagodol. He says small, very small seas, which are like he says like small. Call them puddles. It's not really puddles. I refer to a, literally a puddle, but a small body of water which is which separate from the ocean. So it can't be the Mediterranean or those seas, because those are pretty big. They separate from the ocean. So obviously it could refer to if there's a place where a little bit of seawater goes, feeds into it, that's considered char yamin. But whatever is actually connected the big part of the oceans is considered yamagot. That's what it seems like from the beginning, yeah. It's all yamagot. So what is not What's Shari Something which is not connected to Yamagod. Something which is not connected to the ocean. That would be Shari Other seas which are not connected to the ocean. Huh? Pointed up in the year. The Gulos the the Gulois Ilias on our Mishnah, ice bays. He discusses the shit of Rashi and He goes the whole discussion whether whether the seawater is metar, yamim is the or maybe not, the whole long discussion over there. And between the between the discussions he has over there, he says like this Nire, midapostlu oisam, since they apostle the water of the, the Yama Godel is of him. Even sweet bodies of water like, like kineret. Yeah, he says because in salty water that's not. I know it's possible for so it's not shnishin chidush. But he says even sweet waters like kineret, which is which are which are may which are yam, are possible for for Zov and the Mitsuira and for anything that needs May chayim. Yeah, so basically what it seems from him is it says like this the salty water which is not connected. Salty water is he doesn't take it like, seriously that salty water refers only to salty water which became salty um, after it was born and sweet. But rather to it says salty water is anyways possible. So therefore, what's the Chiddush to say that the god was possible for a Zav? If you say anyway salty water is possible for a Zav, then all seas should be possible for a Zav regardless. Because mukin is possible for a Zav. And that includes any oceans which are connected to the... any seas which are connected to the oceans, because they're all the same salty. So what's Kol Hayamin? Which other seas are included? If you say that... The, it, what's the, what, what is it trying to tell us over here? Salty water is anyway is possible for mechatas. So what is he telling us? Kohayamim are our, our kosher bezekhlim, but they're apostle for, for Zov. So it seems like what he's trying to tell you is also includes a sweet seas, seas which are not salty, like kinah, that is also apostle for Zov. Yeah, so he takes, seems like he takes that the concept of yamim includes wide. Bodies of water which are sweet, like Canalet, which also has rivers flowing in and flowing out, and maybe also we'll big lakes which have rivers flowing in, rivers flowing out, like Canalet should also be considered chayar yamim. It would seem from the Gule The same thing is also in the yisro. No, yisro, not always learned tiferes yisro, but it's, uh, he became kosher in recent. Uh, not so recent. Talking about in the last, uh, last generations. The Tiferes Yisrael in Maseches on part of. He brings the Tiferes Yisrael has two perushim: is and Bayas. Then, and over there in, 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 the mission of Parah and Ches, that he can Yochin Sifkatan Aleph. He says Yam Hagadol. He says it's Yochen Sivkotten Mem Aleph. He says that Yam HaGodol not only refers to the Yam HaGodol that the Torah calls Yam HaGodel, the Mediterranean, but also to the oceans. Because they're all connected. That's what Mikveh Yam, all, all the seas are connected. Yamagodl is the sea that starts next to the and Mediterranean. Anything which is connected to it becomes also Yamagodl. Yeah, and and uh, and uh, and where does he explain what Shaari Yamim is in the Boyas, which is the expansion of Yochin Sifkat Dalit, Over there, he says what's considered Shaari Yamim. He says, he says over there that. Um, Says what's what's uh, what's the other Yamim? He says seas which are not connected to the ocean. He says Clara Yamakans, <laughs> Yam Melech, Yam the Caspian Sea. But because the other ones are the what's considered Yamagodla are the ones that are connected. The Yamagodl and the ones that are connected to it, all the oceans. And the uh, Sha'i is the ones that are not connected to it the same similar thing he also says in the Pirush to our Mishnah and which is in your book so that's why I didn't print it so now if you say that the lakes the big lakes are like Yam or Sha'ri Yamim then then you have then it's simple it is and that's it if you say they're not Chariam, then you have oh, there's only two ways of looking at it. Either it's a Maya, it's a Tarva Zeichlin, if it's fed from a spring, or it's a or it comes from a noar, it's fed from a lake, it's fed from a river, then, then Zeichlin. You have to make a box in in this lake. Or maybe it's a completely natural lake that's completely surrounded. So when you have a lake, the first thing is you check what the, does it have any entry, feeding it. Is it coming? Uh, is the water going out of it? Will be a problem. If it's not, you take a boat around the lake and you see if there's any openings going in or out along the perimeter. If it's completely closed, then it's naturally so it's kosher. If it's a man-made man-made lake, then you might have a problem if it's fed from only rainwater. Because there's a halacha that if you have three lugin, which is about four cups of water, that go into a mikveh before rainwater goes into it, it makes everything possible. Huh? The halacha, we follow, is possible. So if you have a man-made lake that some of the water was left in there from the digging, or someone left a bottle of water there, Actually, should look a is a little bit less than a liter. It's like a bottle. It's like, it's, it's like a half a bottle of milk that you have over there. That amount of water mixed in the home of the puzzle, then the lake is, this whole man-made lake is puzzle. If it's fed from a river, then if it got fed from a river and it uh, doesn't flow out, it's in one place, that's not a problem because it's all... It's a, a water from a river. is it doesn't flow out. So it's not a problem. And the river also has in it mayonas depending what time of the year, it, uh, what time of the year you fed, you fed it. So you could have lakes that are kosher for it. It's falling in, not falling out. It's falling in and not falling out. Where is it going into? Like the sea? It's absorbing into the earth or disappearing somewhere? It. Yes, yeah, that body of water. It's not certain. If it's just a little bit going into the earth, it's not just absorbing into the earth it's not considered a leak. That's okay. a safe enough. We also have to be careful that and that also that known, um before If the river is a Mayan <laughs> the river is a Mayan, it's Mahshir, even if there was chauvin there before. Yeah, you could check. You could check these lakes. Sai, on Google Maps or Saya. Si, you could take a boat. You could see if a lake has entry and exit going into it, from one side to another side. You see a lake that gets fed from a river, or but it could still be man-made. Maybe a man took came and made that the river connect. If it was man-made, maybe the water source looking before. Yes, but the river itself has part of the year has Mayonis, together with rainwater, that and that the mayoness machshenah. If you have dams, then go to that. That's we discussed the previous year. If there's dams or if there's turbines along the river, it's a Shiloh Shovim. It's a separate discussion. You have to check all these aspects before you decide whether you could travel in the lake or you could travel in the river. That's a young, young. A According to some opinions, Yam Kinneret is considered a Yam. Not, not for zav why, why is it because the river is going out of the Yam you stand, you see the water flowing you'll sit over there, you'll you will flow with the water you'll be zeichel with it or not Nick. you stand in the right location you'll be zeichel also another, now we're going to move to the this is pretty much a topic of the I want to move to the next topic which is about the mikvah, which is in the hands of a goy. This is a little bit more practical than than tibling, uh, in a <coughs> in a sea, which is not the ocean. Is All, huh? All these problems. All these like problems the mikvah tire also. Which problems? Don't want to hire. Yeah. Nothing. Give me this for the also. Yeah. Nothing. Sif Dalid, we said a mikvah which is owned by, which is in the hands of a goy, which is in control of a goy, You can't trust. The guy, unless the mikveh has twenty-one seah of rainwater, of kosher water. Right now, the Shulchan Aruch is talking about a mikveh which is owned by a guy, or the guy has a lease on the mikveh. The chashash is the guy wants to make sure that every that everybody's going to go into a clean mikveh. And he owns it, so he's going to see the water is dirty, he's going to come and he's going to change the water, and then you have a problem that the water is not kosher. Today's day and age, mikvahs that are built are owned by the but he has Goyim working over there. And you have two baitas, three baitas, four baitas, depending how you build the mikvah. So is there such the same chashash applies or not? So, for starters, you have a dark yetshuva, which I brought, Sifkot and on this, on this halacha, on where he says over there that whether the guf, if the gufa mikvah, the actual mikvah is, is owned by a firmayid, but the people who work over there who are in charge of cleaning the mikvah are goyim. Says the goyim are makbed on making sure the mikvah is going to be clean they care more that the mikveh should be clean than, they, than the, to change, it, change the water. So therefore, it has a din of mikveh shal So now, when, from when you start, before you start filling up the street, to, to, when do you need to have hashgacha on the mikveh? So when you start filling up the beret the, the berminat sal, when you have rainwater, you finish building your mikveh, Now you're waiting for rainwater. You have the canals. You're ready for rainwater. So now you have to be worried. Then you have to have hashgach. That the water that's going in is rainwater and nobody has any access to that area during the time of filling up the rainwater. We don't have a hashash. Nobody else has access to the areas that that water the is water coming? is feeding into or that the water is flowing through okay, some people just pour water? no, we're not intentionally someone's going to go and mess up because he has no Hanoi from it Guy has no Hanoi not is going to do such damage you have a problem is going to be without realizing someone left a worker came to clean, left a bottle of water left a cup of, uh, a cup of water whatever it is, those kinds of things Right, so that's why we're saying before before the mikvah is in operation that chashash is less of a... Uh, See, it's a, it's a, You have to check, you have to make sure it's not a problem. You have to make sure it's locked. that's We're going to get to it soon. The Eber wanted it locked when it fills up. Yeah. Now, so when the, when the mikvah is filling up, we're going to soon see from the Rebbe Hashab two, two places they wanted to be locked up. And now, what happens after a mikvah is built? And the mikvah is filled up with rainwater. The boy takhten is filled up with rainwater. Or the boyr is filled up with rainwater. So like this. If you have a mikvah which has a boyr ziriyah. boy ziriyah is that it's a rainwater boyr. You pour the city water into it, it, and it becomes nizra through the rainwater, and it comes out the other side and fills up the bedetvila where you type. So that one is the biggest issue when it's in the hands of a guy. Why? Because if the arshleish lugim shekadmu in that he knows the guy knows he has to change, the, he has to change the water, and he knows I already explained to him zria means he's going to open the faucet. It's going to flow through the berzriah. It's going to fill up the bottom part Before you fill up the water in a berzriah, you have to make sure it's not shloy You have to make sure it's totally dry. That means when you fill up from a berzriah to a fill, the fill has to be totally dry. If it's it's possible? You know, it's maya? It's not maya. Berzriah is not maya. Berzriah is or rainwater. Or <laughs> so we have that chashash in a berzriah. If it's a bird make shaman, like the, like the, whether the bird make shaman that you do have like you have uh, the ones that you have two, uh, you have a bird's villa next to the bird, bird or you have a bird's <coughs> bird wheel on the bottom, like the Lubavitcher mikvahs, then really, even if the guy pours mamish, mamish ovim into the bird twila, it doesn't make the mikvah possible because. You have a shocker As long as it reaches shocker hole, and ashaka minat's one mikvah next to another, as long as it reaches the shocker hole, the water automatically becomes kosher. And if it's under, if it's a bail, it also becomes kosher. So it's not a problem of the hashaka if the guy fills up in a bail it's not such a big problem if the guy fills up the mikvah, even with the problem water. Problem is when the guy comes and cleans the mikvah. Cleans not cleaning the floor. You have to replace the water. And you tell a guy, go drain out the mikvah for me. Drain out, because we're going to have to replace the water. And you Drain it and clean the floor. yeah, That's what you do before you replace the water. So he's going to go, he's going to put a pump into it, drain out the mikveh, and he's going to see, start cleaning, and he sees there's another place with water. Water is dirtier. He's going to drain that out also and clean that also. And then the rabbi told him to fill it back up. So he's going to do one. The rabbi's going to fill it up. And he's going to have the whole thing filled up with with, with myim He and he did you a favor. He cleaned up the whole mikveh for you. It's spotless now, clean, spotless, clean water. The whole mikveh. So that's a problem. Also, you have a problem when you have um, if you if if a guy is in charge of of running the mikveh while you are while you're out of town with shlech is out of town. It's also a problem. Now, so you need a mashgeach. Who, who's, who's fit to be a mashgeach when we get to it in a second? Just the Tarka Chuva that I mentioned before mentions that a yid, that's not Shem Mitzvah, is the same thing as a goy when it comes to this. He has no ne'mons. And uh, you know, from the letters of the Rebbe Rasha, it uh, it's clear that you need somebody that you could trust when it comes to Hashgach and the Mikveh. It's not just any anybody that comes and applies for the job. Yeah, so now, how do you. So, like we said before, the biggest issue over here is that Kachuvah brings it. A goy is makbid on cleaning. So, you have a guy that his job is to make sure the mikveh is clean. That's when you have a chashash, even if it's your employee. He's going to do you favors and make sure that everything is spotless and he could mess up your mikveh. Right, so how do you protect the mikvah. So the Shah says, <laughs> that, uh, yeah. in, 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 yeah. <laughs> that the guy is on when it's, the door is locked with a key. He brings in the name of the Bach. If it's locked with a key, it's fine. But if it's not locked, it's not enough. You can't trust the guy. Why? Because you were... Huh? The mikvah door. Then there was no all the canals and everything else. It was just a regular mikvah door. The door to the mikvah is locked. Then, huh Huh? make sure it's locked. Yeah. The shach says over there, over here, in mikvah says all. This problem is only when the guy has Hanoi from changing the water. If the guy doesn't have enough from changing the water, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, he has no nemanas. He says he's not going to change to change uh, to change the water for fun. But we know that we have a, we, when we hire a guy to make sure the mikvah is clean, you don't have to be worried that he's going to do a job very, very well. And, and uh, having keeping a mikvah clean is very, very important, which is why I brought you the sikh over there from Tavshin Lama That's in the, the next page over there. There was a long, long sikhah about mikvah. you dalat kislev Tavshin Lama Tess. Uh, there Rebbe spoke about about keeping a mikveh, making sure that he speaks about the mikveh voice in Russia, and make sure the mikveh is clean, there shouldn't be uh, any issues with this. This is important to have in mind. Huh? Huh? He goes. If, he's, if, he, if, he, if he has a mikveh, if, if he's scared of you, yeah. are. Yeah. has okay. there the whole time. Huh? Uh, ah, after, after, after hours of cleaning, he knows he's employed, he knows what he has to do. So things, so and walking people walk in and away. out, yeah. Yeah. If he has no incentive in changing the water, then it's fine. Right, so now, the next thing that's in your book is a letter from the Rebbe Rashab, from Beis Adol et the date is not on the thing, it's an Igris Kedish of the Rashab Chelik Vov. This is a letter to the Rav of Fulda in Germany regarding a mikveh of Mayan that was based in a Mayan in Germany. And the Rebbe Rashab writes like this in the pretty the, the second to last paragraph of the page. mikveh, although, although the Rav warned that there should be the, the person who's in charge. Watching when the mikveh is filled up, when the mikveh fills up, we call Malkin, of people say it's not so. And a mikveh that Goy has access to it, yeah. And sometimes it's not, and the Goy says there's enough for water from the springs to fill up the mikveh. And the Yid and, and the Yidans say, Love Dafka, during certain times of the season, there's not enough water, but somehow the mikveh is full pretty much. So that's why you have to make sure. He says. He says. There the He says that the mikveh, that the, the uh, room where the mikveh is, should be locked. The mashgiach was going to be because you look before in this letter, the two paragraphs before, it's talking about a mashgiach hiring a mashgiach for it's, the it's, meat. So it says the same mashgiach you're going to hire to be in charge of the kashas in your city of the meat it should also be the shaman and the mikveh, and the maf- and the key should be by him. Why should a man over a Why should be a man over a woman, I don't know. Probably, probably because of Meshgirach and Mita anyways, and uh are not say that we they hire one person. Not, you have to hire three people. But what's the Bula I don't know. I don't know specifically why the Rebbe Hashav says better to have a man than a woman. Huh? No, it's referring to the Mikvah. To the Mikvah. If referring to the mikveh, it's better it should be a man, not a woman, and I don't know why. And not no, because this letter is not so famous. Well, so I'm not sure if they're makspit on it or not. The huh? <laughs> now, there is. So this is talking about a mikveh maya when it fills up, that you need to have the room locked when it's filling up. And it's a mayon which doesn't become possible. Then you have a there was a chassid Avram Avram Plotkin who was a chassidab was a in Russia, and he built a mikveh in Russia, Tafeshpev, and in his book that he printed, that is that he wrote in his that were printed after he passed away, in Biruli he wrote a his mikveh plan, how he built the mikveh, and all the chummas he took. So over there, in Oist Yudzayin, Oist Toiv, that's the one that I in his book, Beruri HaLochis, he brings over there also from the Rebbe Lashab. He says, when they when they cleaned the mikveh and they waited for rainwater, he says, They so should have closed it or lock it. Or lock it. Yeah, like it's like it's written in uh, like it's like 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 it's written by the by the lever. Yeah, and but he had a problem. He says there's no way of locking a roof. He says the roof is flowing, it's in a slant. where well, you can't put a door in a slant on the on, on the roof. So he says there he was he was maker. To have it, the roof shouldn't have a lock on it. You can't lock a roof. It's a slant. How are you gonna prevent somebody? But he says, for a few reasons, he says, first of all, he says, uh, what, what do you say? That's exactly one of the reasons. He says, first of all, when it's filling up, there's never an incentive that the guy should go and change, uh, put, my shoe sure him. He has no benefit from messing up a mikvah. It's not like he's cleaning, he's not getting any money for it. It's not like it's his responsibility to make sure the mikveh is clean. And he brings a proof from the Chuvah of the Tzemach Tzedek, Kuf Samach Aleph. Over there, Kuf Samach Aleph, a Chuvah of the Tzemach Tzedek, two questions. And the second question, that's what it's in the, it's the second to last page in what I gave you. The the second the second to last question is, I mean, the, the last question is two questions. The last, the second question is, them that the that the mikveh that the mikveh person did not lock the the door of the mikveh when it was when when the when the waters was filling up. And he is and he is uh, and he's is mekel. So I think like his mekel. Obviously, they already forgot to lock it. Not to lock it. That's so machzedeik like, brings three reasons why he's mekhl. In that shuv and kuf samachalov. Number one, over there, there's no chashash that my shuvim sure are going to end up over there. Number two, the guy has no incentive, no hanoev from from replacing order. So why should he? And the third thing is the goyim are not the zecharum over there by night in the area of that mekhl. But that's machzedeik. Yeah, the not doing Zach by night, so the third one doesn't apply when you have, when you have. Uh, third one doesn't apply when you have, when you have a good living in the chabad house. So what I'm saying is, it applies, but that's So those are three reasons why the says that you don't have to worry about, about uh, not have to worry that once they forgot to lock it, it's uh, still it's still caution. Back to uh, Plotkin brings this as one of the rishis. For why he wasn't worried about uh, about locking this, the roof when it's filling up, even though the, it seems to the Rebbe Rashab that he wanted it to be locked. Second reason is the Yisroel is and when it comes to this mikveh. So a Yosef is enough, even if the guy has an eye from it, right? Because the guy is scared to, to, to lose his job. And over here, there's Yidin living in the same courtyard as the mikveh. In, in talking about Plotkin's case, and the guy is going to have he's going to be scared to change anything. And the next reason is the whole courtyard is locked at night. So you want to say that the guy is going to go at night, climb from the neighbor's roof, jump to the mikveh roof, and pour Maim Shuv into the mess of the mikveh? That's too far. So that's what he said even though it seems like the Rebbe Shab wanted it to be locked during the filling, it didn't refer to locking the roof. He had the mikveh locked, but not the roof locked. Right? And regardless, he said, I still made sure that 21 se'ah of rainwater filled up in the mikveh from the roof before he went to sleep. Before they went to sleep. So, that is pretty much when it comes to, to, to a to a mikveh, where you have employees or a gayim, you have to have somebody who's in charge, who's trusted for this for this, um, for this job, he has to be trusted for it and if you have goyim, certain times you have to make sure when you fill up it has to be checked properly before when there is, that he cannot do anything that could damage the mikveh and anytime there's a certain job which could make a shayla on the mikveh it has to be a Yisroel there with him, and when it comes to filling up the mikveh, or the keys should be by, it should be locked, it's completely locked, and obviously a guy shouldn't have a key to the mikveh, the key to the mikveh is by the yid, and today you can have everything controlled with uh, from your phone, so you could unlock the door for the guy when he comes, and lock it back for him, and, see, and uh, see when he comes in, when he goes out, if it's only for cleaning, but the guy should not have a key to the mikveh, the key has to be by the the we are you we can uh, so we don't see Tanakh Shinikba when it comes to Namus. So when it comes mean, to the you don't trust the Tunakh and you can't trust a man where when it comes to Khalvisra, we don't we only trust Mashgirchen that eat Halbisra. So we have When it comes to, to been... Tasamishbach, we trust people that keep Tasemishbach. Okay. The Khal Shabbat is a gather is not Neman for anything. Even, even if he keeps other things. So when you have somebody's in charge of the mikvah, got, there has to be somebody who is Shemer Tzimitzvah. not saying there has to be the same level as the shleach, Shemitei Tzimitzvah. But it has to be Shemitei Tzimitzvah, not only with Farhessi. You know, the Farhessi doesn't mean that you know what he does. But Farhessi, when it comes to this, when it comes to Neimanus, means if you know this person does not have Neimanus because he's Machal Shabbos and you can't trust him. Or he doesn't or keep, or you, know, you know, you know be. from your community who keeps that and who doesn't, because you have the only mikvah in town if you're going to be in So you're going to know who keeps and who doesn't. So you know who to trust and who not when it comes to these points. So you have a camera then he knows You can't know. have a camera in the mikvah. Ah? Nicholas Vietz is fine. Ah, he knows you're in another room, it's fine. Yeah, before the before the rainwater comes, you have to make sure you have to check the rooftop and make sure it's totally clean. Huh? sitting there for months. It's not. This worm doesn't sit. Rainwater flows. the uh? rainwater is the No, you, you build you build next to on the floor. You can't have rainwater on the roof. The rainwater flows from the roof down to the mikvah.